Hi, this is Phil's Photography Journey podcast, episode 20, on Saturday the 13th of April 2019. Today I'm going to talk a bit about uh, my golf, um, a portrait that I did shortly after my last podcast, Sue, my wife, being away in New York, uh, the headshot crew, and some other stuff that's going on in uh, the world of my photography journey. So, uh, golf, yeah, just came in after a pretty cold round today, and it was, um, it was, there was some good golf in there, but it wasn't great overall. Uh, I did manage to win the front nine and the overall, and managed to conspire to lose the back nine, but hey ho, that's life. Back in the warm, and um, so yeah, I, I did a portrait of my mum after the last episode, and that went down very well. She was really pleased, had some great comments. People from social media, particularly Facebook, who knew her years ago. And um, it was nice to do. And I think perhaps us photographers should do that more often. Uh, so uh, I, I've recently made some changes to some of my setup. So I will be talking about that a bit later on. But uh, maybe that's um, something we can uh, we can cover going forward uh, as, a, as a theme, perhaps. But I picked it up from something else that's one of the other photographers I follow on social media had posted, and uh, yeah, it's good. You know, we we should um, we should respect our family and be able to record them, use our skills in that direction. So Sue was away uh, for the last couple of weeks of March in New York City. Uh, she's doing a Meisner training course. Um, it's a kind of longish term one, and um, about a year, I think. A couple of days a week and there's an opportunity within that for the class to go over to the states obviously they had to pay for it and we're able to sort of extend and expand I suppose some of the learning and bring in other uh, tutors from the states and casting directors and the like and get to see some Broadway shows and I think there's one in Brooklyn and it was great fun and um, worth having a look at Sue's site and social media so Sue Swallow actor actress and um She's been doing really well, come back really chipper. Um, career's going well, so she's now racked up a year that she's been out of the corporate game and just doing what she loves doing. Uh, and I think it's an important part and consideration in, in all of us. Uh, you know, don't put these things off. If you get the opportunity at any stage of your life to, to do something that you really want to do uh, rather than on someone else's agenda, go for it. You know, pull the strings, do what you need to do. Don't have any regrets and look back saying, I wish I'd done that then. You know, do it now. So while Sue was away, I um, I put a post out on the Facebook page for the headshot crew. So Peter Hurley, who is one of the premium headshot photographers in the world, put the headshot crew together a few years ago. I think it's expanded about 15,000 uh, headshot photographers worldwide. And it's basically set up to enable you to, to run as a successful headshot photographer, whether that's in business, typically it will be, but it provides a coaching network and people you can call upon for support, for advice. It gives you technical guidance. There are articles published. There are videos published all within the, the wall, if you like, of, um, of the headshot crew community. Um, post work up for critique and it's positive critique. Um, you know, you learn from this and it's about you know, raising the standards in the headshot game, attention to detail, you know, making sure you've got kind of checklists that you go through sort of mentally, I suppose, uh, with each uh, with each subject that you have, and that will raise the game. So you can really make headshots that, that make a huge difference. And I have to say, in that short time, so we're talking 
it's probably not quite a month. It's, it's edging towards a month maybe this week since I joined. I have learned so much. Um, I learned a lot just by reading articles, by looking at some of the videos on there. I've learned some techniques in things like Photoshop that I never knew about. Even down to some of the things around camera settings, um, one of the guys on there was saying about, you know, lock down your settings. And it's true. I'm not talking about auto mode. My camera doesn't have an auto mode. Moved across to manual shooting for, you know, ages ago. But it's down to some of the details, setting up proper profiles so that you know that when you've got a headshot session, you just flip to that profile that you've set up and locked down for headshot photography and you're good to go. Um, it's, it's just about another angle, I suppose, about being professional. Um, so I put an, a, a couple of shots up there last week. They like doing them SOOC straight out of camera uh, so that you can see exactly what, what you captured. Um, obviously, editing takes place. And say one of the techniques I learned um, in Photoshop uh, has led to some fantastic feedback on um, Instagram that I got for a post that I put up uh, yesterday of Janicky. So Yes, it's it's extremely early days. It's starting to to show some positive signs, but there's a lot, lot more work to do. Um, I think the thing is, I was looking for a way of making a difference in my offering. Why would it be any different? Why would you go to me rather than go to someone else? So joining the crew gives you a listing opportunity. So within the Headshot Crew website, if someone's looking for Headshot Crew member Croydon or whatever, then it'll be me that comes up and you can actually make a booking from there. Um, so it can lead to work from that perspective. But it's also, it should give some confidence if people know a little bit about the headshot crew and the standards and, and what we strive to achieve, then you know you're going to get value for money. You're going to get some high value, some high worth in, in the headshot that uh, that you walk away with. So that's um, that's been great. I've, I've learned about pricing. I've done some more work on my website. Um really just about up in the game and say it's a bit of a cliche about going to the next level but I honestly do believe that that's that's where I can head now I think um, this gives me that opportunity so I've been really really pleased in in these first four weeks got another session in the diary for Monday I'm probably going to do an updated one for Sue as well so that's another couple of subjects and over time really I'm going to be looking to uh, replace my current portfolio with headshot style headshot crew style shots because it's just such a difference um i i've tried different lighting setups with my headshots and portraits so far um and at the time i've been happy with all of them uh, they all still work today i mean i could still just use those today but with the the sort of the the teaching of the headshot crew style it does give you a bit more of a standard um and, and i think sometimes if you can just do certain activities in your setup that takes out the pondering and the decision making and the do I don't I you know other in other words having a go-to setup then it just means that your work quicker your workflow will be quicker your time with your subjects and your your client will be much better spent so um, that's been just fantastic so uh, you know and obviously get in touch if if you're looking for a a premium headshot to be uh, to be created because I'd love to work with you. So so that was that was really good. Um, I did do an, an initial shot for my daughter that I put on Instagram and probably my Facebook page, I think. Um, but I didn't put it out for critique because it was really just to try the lighting and she was rushing in and out. It, it was okay. It was a, it was dipping my toe in the water, but I learned I learned quite a bit just from that one session. 
Um, but it's about practice. It's about repetition. Um, it's about really improving the lot. And I think to, to know that you've got that network of like-minded people, of people who've been doing the game a long time in the headshot crew. So there's different levels. You sort of start as a, a protege and you can move up to associate and ultimately mentor. Um, Peter actually runs a number of headshot intensive courses. So these are weekend courses and in various places in the States. I think there might be one in Europe. He did do one in Dublin last year, but I couldn't get to it. Um, but he's actually got one of his mentors, Ivan Wies, uh, who's putting together a course in May. And I signed up for that, really looking forward to it. So Ivan will work closely with Peter. Um, Peter's obviously happy to give him as a mentor the ability to run the headshot intensive. Um, the pricing is lower because Peter won't be there, but that's not a problem because, you know, it's still going to be a, a highly valuable course. So I'm really looking forward to that. So that's on May the 11th and 12th. And um, I think as part of that, I get my own headshot done by um, by Ivan. So that'd be fun. Uh, and learn. I will learn just by that, in, I guess, in, in terms of the way he directs me. But, you know, so much of this is about, it's not just about having the stock lighting set up and all that sort of stuff but it's it's having a banging headshot you know it's having one that that actually notices that leaps off the page that shows that that person that you're looking at is displaying some confidence and you know they look approachable um and if you think about it in terms of linkedin or a business profile or i don't know you've got to do a a speaking engagement at a conference and the slide before you walk on stage will be that headshot it's got to be a good one guys you know, please don't have that blurry cropped one from your wedding or someone else's wedding or whatever, or your holiday where there's a palm tree sticking out your shoulder. No way. You know, those days are gone. We've we've got to be, all of us, mindful of the value of a headshot. Um, and uh, and again, I'd, I'd be delighted to to do some some of that with you guys. So, so that's going to be my focus really over the next um, period. So it'll be getting people in front of my camera, doing some trials, um, looking for some more family members that I've promised or they promised to get uh, headshots with me for some time, but we've never quite got it going. Um, and that's going to be, you know, part of my journey going forward. Uh, other things that we're working on at the moment. So we've got our holiday looming large. So this is going to be in June. Um, guilty of not doing much prep. Uh, we... <laughs> Part of the journey, so it's amazing what you find out when you do some research. So part of our journey, we were looking to go to Yosemite. Uh, we still are looking to go to Yosemite, and that's part of the plan. Anyway, so I noticed that there's this kind of road that goes from the, I guess if you're looking at it on a map, the sort of southwestern part of Yosemite, which is where most of the main entrance is, and you can see El Capitan and High Sierra and all these big uh, sites and the valley floor. But you can actually go through and climb the mountain pass road and get to the other side of the mountain, which in terms of our huge road trip means that we'd be a good place to go to sort of Nevada and, you know, Grand Canyon and um, possibly Vegas. However, this road is typically closed. Well, it does close every year through snow. So I think they close it about October, November time. And in April, they do an assessment about the snow level and I suppose how packed it might be. They do some clearing. Obviously, there's still a chance that they get snow at that time. It's called the Tioga Pass, by the way, T-I-O-G-A Pass. It's probably got a number as well. Um, and on the website for that describes this operation, they publish a table of each year when the road opens. So 
it can sometimes open in early May. It sometimes opens in late May. And it sometimes open well into June. Now, we're going to be there in June, probably the second week of June, something like that. And they can't ever give an accurate prediction for how much snow or how long the snow will take to clear. But this measurement that they take, I think, in the first week of April each year has, and I, I'm afraid I haven't got it in front of me, but it's it's it, the measure they take is a kind of degree to how long it will take for the snow to clear. And in the last sort of 10 years, when it's been over, say, 150% or whatever the, the measure is, um, they've not opened it until well into June. This year, it's 170%. So whilst I can't guarantee that it won't be open, I'm pretty much assuming that it won't be open. So um, good job we hadn't committed to plans and hotels and made bookings. So I think our journey will be to stay the sort of southern side of the mountains, perhaps dip in and spend a day maybe at Yosemite, possibly a couple of days staying just outside. Maybe move down to Sequoia, which would be another option, another nice national park. Um, we're still undecided about Death Valley because that's going to be extremely hot. Sue doesn't do heat and I'm not enamoured by it. There's some brilliant guidance online about how to prepare and it's almost like, can you be bothered if it's going to be over 100 degrees at night? However, um, we will put our itinerary together and... Um, we will work on it and hopefully we'll have a great time over there. So uh, really looking forward to it. Um, other than that, uh, it's going to be Easter next weekend, some family time and uh, a bit of golf. And Sue and I'll get our wedding anniversary. So three years coming up on Monday, the 22nd. Where's that time gone? Um, and then we get into the sort of bit of a bank holiday season. Uh, my birthday's in there. My course with Ivan's in there. And by the time all that's done dusted, we're going away. So before we know it, it's going to be late June, but um, it'll be good fun. So I'm going to end the podcast now. Thank you for listening. Um, I'm going to upload it again to Anchor FM, which is the website that I started to uh, to move this to. And hopefully we'll get some good plays and some good engagement. Take care. Speak again soon.